Hulk Smash. You're listening to Infinity Rewatch with Andrew Fantasia and Ryan J. Whitehead as they rewatch the MCU in full and discuss like no one else. This podcast is inevitable. Here are Andrew and Ryan J. Whitehead. I told you. Didn't I tell you? I told you and I showed you and you were surprised. Oh, hell yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, Welcome to Infinity Rewatch. I'm Andrew Fantasia. I'm Ryan J. Whitehead and I told him, I we talked about Incredible Hulk in the last episode and I said there's a picture of Captain America hanging in General Ross's office and I showed him and there it was. It, oh, it feels was, so good. It's there, it's, it's deep in the background and it's clearly Mr. Captain America. It's, that's cool, man. I did, I've never caught that. I've seen that movie like maybe four times. I never caught that. Right? That was a good, Ugh. good call. Woo! Uh, but welcome to Iron Man 2 here on Infinity Rewatch. We're talking, it's our first sequel. We're already at our first sequel, Iron Man 2, which came out in 2010. Yep. Um, this is a big one. This, this is a big yeah. film for John Favreau. It is. And it's, it's, a, it's our first... Uh, well, maybe not first because of Incredible Hulk, but it's our first controversial film. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like, it's not universally beloved. No, yes, this mm. uh, this divides. It does. This, this divides the fans. Let me tell you, two uh, fans enter, one fan leaves. Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, this one was. First of all, I will say, not the strongest villain. Not the strongest. No. no. Uh, when you, especially when you compare it to Obadiah. Oh, I love Obadiah. And we gushed, we gushed yeah. a little bit over that one. Guys, Obadiah Stane is one of the best villains in the mm-hmm. MCU. I don't mm-hmm. care. You can cheer Loki's name all you want, and I'll cheer alongside you. But I'm, my other hand is holding a sign that says Jeff Bridges for president, and the four is spelt with a number four instead of F O R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's going to be an Iron Man four oh. confirmed. That's a lie. No, I don't. I I mean, I at this point actually, I don't. I wouldn't want an Iron Man four, but I would want more cameos of Tony Stark. I, I would yes. love just pure cameos of different characters, and I think that's how they should do it. Yeah, but that's just me. That's yeah. just me. But this movie, this movie again, I liked it because this for me establishes MCU like yes day one. Here we go. The ball is rolling. The ball is that's yeah. Fun. The 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 stone has been cast, and now it's rolling. So. Yeah. Uh, and I loved it. I mean, you know, we really see Robert Downey just own this character. Mm. Just And I love, there's so many justice moments. Um, starting with, let's just kick it off at the movie. Um, unless there's anything we need to say. Other than follow, like, and subscribe. Yes, that's right. Follow us, like, and subscribe. We are part of the Rebel Scum Podcast channel. Yeah. So listen to Rebel Scum Podcasts other yeah. than this, too, because there's a bunch of them. And they got great stuff coming up. At the time of this recording, The Mandalorian is is days, days, away. days away. The trailers are getting better and better, and everyone's drooling over it. Star Wars fans that have been in hibernation are getting, like, super stoked. And we're talking, like, the people who only love the first three movies and yeah. that's it um so that being said follow like and subscribe i'm sure they're gonna have some cool stuff about mandalorian but we're living in the planet of marvel right now that's right and that is where i live and get to hang out with my bestie 
right and here. And what a great planet it is at it's, Marvel. It's they have, a great they have Baskin Robbins here. Oh, yeah. Star Wars doesn't have Baskin Robbins. <laughs> no. When Ray is like, I want to go get some ice cream. Where does she go? She's got to freaking go to Hoth and like find some. And yeah. Milk like a cow. And or that weird bar that uh, that Han took her to in uh, yes. Force Awakens. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if she's lucky, they have ice cream. Yeah, yeah maybe. Something like that. I feel that. like they're more of like a, like a greens and tofu kind of place. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we're looking at Mr. Tony Stark, and we're in Iron Man 2. We're going to kick it off. Iron so, Man 2. we start in the plane, and now this is actually the start of where we see a lot of Marvel movies use scenes that aren't exactly in the film. Yes. So, the first scene we see where uh, in the trailer, we see him, he's like, I might not make it back. Can you give me a kiss for good luck? And then she kisses the helmet, throws it, grabs his chest, and he's like, you complete me, and then yeah. falls out. We don't see that. In the movie, it just opens. He jumps out of the plane and fireworks are shooting off and yeah. attacking him kind of thing. And it's funny because that was a really iconic piece of marketing. Like mm-hmm. that, they really sold the movie on that scene. And yeah. it never ended up being real. It, it never uh, ended up being real. No, it was... Uh, but, I mean, I love it. We're getting the Stark Expo, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Um, the intro where he has all the women danced, uh, Iron Man dancers kind of thing. And... Uh, and um sorry i just uh, just got news that uh my my future niece or nephew may be being born today so oh my god that's exciting Woo, exciting that's news exciting. anyway staying focused staying focused so huh, so yeah we're in the stark expo he lands suit comes off and he's celebrating his glory and he said no greater personification that mm-hmm. you know uh has been you know done uh otherwise through me um so i love it man that's uh it's a great scene of him celebrating it and then we get uh a big nod and a first mcu appearance of a uh, full mcu appearance of howard stark yes yeah howard stark shows up mm-hmm. now are, are you familiar with the mandela effect no the mandela effect comes from nelson mandela Mm-hmm. And, I, I gathered that. Yeah, part, yeah. Uh, no, it comes from Rory Mandela, the famous lighthouse keeper. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it comes from a Nelson Mandela thing where essentially the Mandela effect is a phenomenon where many, many people believe or remember a thing to be true, even though it turns out not to be true. And it comes from Nelson Mandela because there was a point where after he was in prison or something, um, many people around the world somehow, even though this was never spoken in the news, somehow believed he died in prison. But he didn't. Mm. And I think that's what it is. Um, And it became known as the Mandela Effect. And that happens a lot to people with movies and things like that too. Like one of the famous ones is the Berenstain Bears, um, where apparently a lot of people remember it as Berenstain, S-T-E-I-N, and a lot of other people remember it S-T-A-I-N, Berenstain. Mm-hmm. and it created like this rift where and, and like people jokingly say it's because of like parallel universes and like we're remembering something from another universe that's blended into ours and stuff what and the reason i bring this up is because it's happened to me with movies before and it happened to me with iron man 2 and i was re-watching it because maybe i'm remembering this wrong or maybe what i'm thinking of doesn't happen to iron man 3 but i distinctly remember tony stark wearing a suit that was painted like the american flag and I'm positive. What? I'm positive I've seen that, but then that doesn't happen in this movie. No. So am I crazy? I, I think so. Oh, so that doesn't happen in Iron Man three either. I don't. I, I don't think I've seen him. No, no, but but mm-hmm. in Iron Man one in the award sequence, 
they show the American flag and then he's in the he fades in to the shot. So yeah. for a few seconds it could look like he's wearing an American flag suit. This was like a full-on painted suit that I remember seeing and I remember being like it looks like if Captain America wore an Iron Man suit like what his colors would look like and I'm just like that makes sense because it's like cheesy it's something Stark would do mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. wow so I don't know where that memory came from. Maybe it was like uh Maybe I'm remembering... Is, is, there, is there a character named Iron Patriot who yes. wears that? Okay, yes. okay. So maybe I'm thinking of like a drawing of Iron Patriot and it somehow bled into... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all coming together that way. Okay. Thank God, because I was really <laughs> lost in the woods with you on that one. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but okay, so going getting back to it, exciting time. Stark Expo is the peak mm. of his whole thing. And I love how they talk about legacy and they reintroduce Howard Stark as a character. Yes. Obviously different casting. Um, oh, great timing. We just started great Iron timing. Man 2. Just started talking about Iron Man 2. In quick summary, for the listeners out there, what are your thoughts on Iron Man 2? You mean besides it being the bottom of a sludge bucket of dirty... Bring it over here. Bring it over here. We want them to hear it. Yeah, we want, it, we want the, the hard facts. What part are we at? We are. We pretty much just started the movie. So everybody, this is this is Ryan's fiance Isabella. Yeah. Uh, she loves Iron Man too. Just it's her so favorite much. movie. So yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. But Iron Man too. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. The terrible, terrible piece of stupid garbage that was a money grab. Wow. First of all, they took a good actor and totally just. Can my lips swear? Uh, sure. Sure. Swear. Swear. swear away. Like, just totally. <laughs> ruined his character oh. by giving him stupid hair and stupid v-neck shirts <laughs> what the f was that it was ridiculous first of all second of all they try to give him some sort of actual like depth by saying he likes his bird no no stupid yeah stupid <laughs> you heard it here first everybody there you go uh, if we could sum up this whole podcast like maybe a subtitle should... and the level of sexual harassment between iron man and black widow holy yeah. HR nightmare. No, can't do that today. No, inappropriate. Inappropriate. Poor Pepper Potts to deal with that while being in love with this egotistical maniac. Not cool. So that's a little bit of a segment for you. And, and that's the podcast, guys, right there. Yeah, Iron Man yeah, we, Two. We can't top that. There's <laughs> zero Infinity Stones for this one. Uh, all right, so uh, we were actually just talking about the intro of him jumping out of the plane and landing in Stark Expo. Mm -hmm. We get the introduction of Howard Stark for the first time. And then and we also get the intro of our villain. Yes. We cut to Russia for mm -hmm. our villain. Now, I want you to get into who this villain is in terms of like where he comes from in the comics, but first I want to bring up a note I had. Is he, am I crazy, or is he wearing mascara in this movie? Because when his dad dies and he cries, his tear is very black. Is he wearing mascara? Is uh, Mickey Work just like full on wearing makeup the whole time? I don't know. I actually, you know what? I think he's so. A punk rock dude. He's yeah, he looks pretty punk rock. Yeah, yeah he, pulls it, he pulls it off some eyeliner. Um, we get that scene of his dad lying in the in what looks like a bed, um, <laughs> and he's just like, I'm on. but it's actually a futon. He's like, I'm on, I'm on. So it's Anton Vanko mm -hmm. uh, is the father. And so, yeah, God, yes, yeah, so we get this introduction. Now I have a lot of problems with this villain i really do right. because this villain is two villains put into one and one villain being completely unnecessary for the entire film so are you talking about the part where he gets crushed by a car and doesn't die even though he has zero powers for hell can we talk about that <laughs> plot hole this is gonna be a great podcast already uh, so so he plays two villains he plays uh -huh. whiplash 
and he plays uh, more primarily the story is focused around Crimson Dynamo. Right. Which is an actual Iron Man villain, which essentially Crimson Dynamo is the Russian version of Iron Man. Yes. And he's the not the whole point of his character is he's the knockoff of Iron Man. Now, and I think in the script or in like the description of the movie, though, he is known as Whiplash. Mm. I think that's yeah. the character's uh, Well, no, the character's name, uh, uh, Crimson Dynamo's real name, his alter ego name is Anton Vanko. So Anton his Vanko. dad, his dad has the real character's name. Okay. Um, and then Whiplash, actually, there's many iterations of, um, uh, of Whiplash. There's many iterations. There's a female version. Because right, I remember in the cartoon, the 90s cartoon, there was a guy named Blacklash. Yeah. Who had a whip. Yeah, no, it's, it's such a mess of a character, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Like, I don't even know how to approach this properly. But now it's interesting because isn't Crimson Dynamo supposed to be in Black Widow? Isn't that officially Crimson Dynamo in Blackwood? No, no, that's the Red Guardian and the Red, Red Gu- Guardian and yes. the Red Guardian's a knockoff of Captain America. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, so Alter Ego is Marco Marco Scarlo- Scarlotti is the first Whiplash uh, name, and so that's yeah, it's it's just such an unnecessary combination of characters like Whiplash. I understand as a movie translation, you could have just left it. You could have you could have brought the man as maybe like a thug like a, a gimmicky thug, but really the story is Crimson Dynamo's story, and they right. really could have played that up and given you such a wonderful character, in which they do. There's a lot of brilliant moments with Rourke as like this weird <laughs> villain character working with Justin Hammer, yes. which we will talk about in a few minutes. Um, but uh, uh, there's some beautiful moments between them, and then he he creates he does create his Crimson Dynamo armor. Um, but overall, it's just the whole whiplash scene in the racetrack was completely unnecessary. Um, but this story is actually based on a very popular Iron Man comic book known as Demon in a Bottle. Yes. And it's, uh, it's even, I know about that one. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. So in answer to, uh, the short form answer to your question, yes, it is a comic book character. I'm for this podcast the infinity rewatch's sake we're going to probably heavily refer to it as crimson dynamo okay. as the character because it's ivan vanko so we're gonna we're gonna and stick that, with that that was gonna be my question for you because we have this uh we're keeping tabs at like a character encyclopedia mm-hmm. of all the characters the mcu introduces and i wanted to get your opinion like what do we call him do we call him whiplash do we call him crimson dynamo do we call him vanko like what i'm gonna we're gonna call him ivan quote crimson dynamo vanko okay that's where we're gonna go here um, yeah, that our MCU character encyclopedia is now grown. We have quite, a, and we have a return of one of the characters on this list as well. Mm-hmm. Crimson Dynamo Vanko. There we go. Because technically, they never really say the villain's name, so we're gonna we're gonna yeah, we're never, gonna define it. Yeah. Um. So we have uh, the return. I know who you saw there. Who's returning? Miss Christine. Christine Everhart. Everhart again, Fair. It's so crazy because remember when we were rewatching Iron Man One, you and I both were like, I can't believe she has so much screen time. We forgot how much screen time. She yeah, has. she's got quite a bit. And then the same thing here. I was like, Oh my God, there she is again. Yeah, she's a main character. She's not. Well, okay, she's not through the whole film, but no. she is through uh, the first half of the film to start it. She's yeah. there. 
Um, and and I love it. And and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. First, we got to get there. And so we have Stark Expo. We have the kickoff, and then we're reading about the blood toxicity. Yes, he's dying. So we're getting that kind of MCU twist on the Demon in the Bottle story, which in Demon in the Bottle story, he's more of just a reckless alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But the suit keeps him alive, keeps his heart beating. So there's that element to it. And so we're already kicking off into that, and then it's kickoff of the Stark Expo, and then they they uh, he goes through the you know Tony Stark goes through the whole secure or um yeah with Happy Hogan goes through the the backstage there and sees all the different celebrities you got mm-hmm. Larry King uh Stan Lee is Larry King which yeah. is really well done um and it's actually you have Olivia Munn as the the That's news right. host yeah. uh at the time and then um then they get the court summons, which I love that scene. Uh, the court scene is my favorite, one of my favorite scenes. Yes, agreed. Um, it's it's such a great, uh, such a great establishment of like what's going on in the MCU world. Yeah. Because we're getting they're they're really establishing what Tony Stark has done, but at the same time, what are the cause and effect. Right? Yeah. Um, going back to Vision statement in Avengers, where he's like, "Our, you know, there's a causality to everything we do. Our very existence invites challenge." Right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and then they int- and and this scene I love it because they introduce two characters, uh, reintroducing James Rhodes, but also introducing Justin Hammer. So if you again Iron Man comic book fan, you would know that Justin mm-hmm. Hammer is a villain. So we get that in there, um, and then we also have uh, the reintroduction of James Rhodes, and it's a great way to let viewers know who have watched the first Iron Man but not a comic book fan to say, hey, we have a new actor playing this character. Here he is. Yeah, and he even says, um, I wrote down, it. I don't know if it's verbatim, but his first line of dialogue he has in the whole MCU, Don Cheadle, because he shows up yeah. to the thing and Tony's like, oh, you're here. And he says something along the lines of, look, it's me, I'm here, let's move on. Yeah. Like, just... Just like, yeah. <laughs> for the fans and the for sorry for the for the viewers way back in the theater, they're just saying like, "Look, mm. yes, we have a new actor. Let's move on. Let's get past it." <laughs> so it's it's a great scene. I love the court scene, and uh, Justin Hammer does a great job of. I I love how they're trying to define the armor, and Justin Hammer goes, um, "Tony Stark has created a weapon." Uh, that's uh, untold power, and yet, or he creates a sword of untold power, and he claims it's a shield. And I yes. love, yeah. love that. Um, and again, it's a beautiful nod to Tony Stark's perspective against uh, Captain America, because it's again, Iron Man weapons a sword as opposed mm. to a shield. And uh, I, I don't know the origins of it, but I know that in Marvel there is an organization called Sword, which is different from Shield. And That's I, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I assumed from this, just from hearing him say that, that it was bad guys, kind of like Thunderbolts versus Avengers, like Shield versus Sword. Like, no, that, no, no, Shield, no, Shield and Sword are the same organization. Oh, okay. Um, but what Sword does is deal with inter. You got to watch Avengers Earth Mightiest <laughs> Heroes. Seriously, Sword <laughs> is in that too. All the answers are there. All the answers are there. Sword is. Defends Earth from extraterrestrial threats. Okay, and and their sword, their their base of operations looks like a giant sword, uh, right. and Shield deals with the ground level in the sense of deals with like tries to keep the superhero world from the 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 human world. That's how Shield works. I see. Okay, to per like as a shield to right. protect, and then as a Whoa. sword. Right, mm-hmm. I know. Right, Whoa. Do, so do they have another organization called like? Helmet. <laughs> Helmet. <laughs> or, or like Mace. <laughs> the director who 
obviously created this movie should have been wearing a helmet before he fell down to his head several times. Ooh. That's what I think. All right, calm down now. The calm Iron down. Man love is strong. Yeah, no, this this whole courtroom scene here, this hearing, it is probably my favorite scene in the movie. It's so good. And even like with today's political climate, which is a very different political climate from when this movie came out, mm -hmm. it it makes it like kind of powerful because you're like, yeah, man, you're, you're on Tony's side and you're mm -hmm. like, you tell those friggin' greedy senators where they can stick their greed and, and like mm -hmm. Justin Hammer is trying to cozy up to them and stuff. Um, now that senator, uh, Gary Shandling's character, yes, is he a Marvel character? Uh, actually, I don't think he is. I think okay. he's a, I think he's just a random character. But I will make sure to clarify that before the end of this podcast. Um, actually, I do have something to ask Isabella. Isabella, what do you think of Justin Hammer as a villain? That was the skinny guy. Yeah, the the skinny the, guy, the blonde dude. He was the only character I actually liked in the movie. There we go. Isn't he he's, great? he's a great actor, he though. Because he's a good him. actor. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Rockwell, man. Sam I Rockwell. I love Justin Hammer in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was very, very clever. He played the perfect skeezy, I got to where I am because I have friends in high places and don't deserve any credibility whatsoever. Yas, girl, yeah. yas. But I also liked how Iron Man treated him because he treated him exactly as he deserved him. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. Oh, no, it's... He, That's he why is, I love her, guys. She's She's got that comic book know-how right there. Yes, yeah. she does. That's the only reason. <laughs> it's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes, we have that beautiful court scene. I'm going to find out if that character is a legit character very shortly. Okay. Um... And so, uh, so yeah, so beautiful scene, and uh, and what's interesting is we don't know yet because this character, uh, the se the senator, returns as uh, in Winter Soldier as mm. a as a bad guy, as a Hydra agent. Ah, he's not a good person. No, he is definitely not a good person at all. Uh, and so, as you can see, he's trying to obtain the Iron Man armor, uh, mm. or at least for the country, as they say. Yeah, what a liar. Oh, yeah. Filling, turning that courtroom into a house of lies. That's what he's doing. Mm -hmm. How dare he. How dare he, indeed. Uh, so, it's a, yeah, it's a great character. Uh, and it's a great scene. So, he plays Senator Stern, is the name Senator of the character. Stern. Uh, that name does ring a bell, but... Sounds kind of like Samuel Stearns, but... Uh, right. I don't think that's the case. And then once the hearing is over, mm -hmm. then we get our introduction of another Avenger. We meet Miss Natasha Romanov. That's right. And I don't know... Again, I love I love kind of try to go back and, and read the climate of fandom when the movie was coming out, but... It was a different world back then in terms of news dropping. Like, it's not as prevalent as it is now. Mm -hmm. Did we all know, going into that, Ryan, that she was Black Widow? Because she was like, I'm Natalie or something. Like She, had she says, I'm Natalie Rushman. Natalie Rushman, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, be even before we sat down, like, did we know, like, ooh, Black Widow's in this movie? No. There, I, as far as I know from... From Wizard magazines and from headlines and stuff, there was no mention that Black Widow was going to be in the oh, film. Okay. However, on the there was rumors that there was going to be another character in the film. I see. And and everyone was trying to figure out who it was. Now, according to uh, ScarJo, love ScarJo, mm. what a wonderful actress she is. Oh, she's great. Uh, great actress. She was saying that she did hear of a possibility of Black Widow being in the film and she wanted to be a part of it. She mentions that in the bonus features of this film. So, 
Um, and so, yeah, so we did get that. Uh, but yeah, so far from what I've read, he is not. He is just a character Senator made. Stern, just yeah, a character. That makes sense. Just a character made for uh, the thing. Yeah. For the movie. Um, so, yeah. So, we get our first introduction of Natalie Rushman. Um, she looks great. She's mm-hmm. a beautiful lady. But we're rushing ahead a bit. We're rushing ahead. Uh, did I miss something? Slow down. Yeah, we're rushing ahead a bit. Slow down. See? we got to slow what, down right what, there. What did I miss? Where, well, we got to, gotta, first of all, um, first of all, uh, he he gives the company over to yes. Pepper Potts. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, Pepper Potts gets to run Stark Industries, which was really nice. And then you see him you know falling in love with himself he talks about the modern art of iron man mm-hmm. which is really cool it's kind of a nice nod that uh, iron man is modern now because yes. of the movie breakthroughs yeah. that he had uh which is a nice nod there uh and then yes we get the introduction of natalie rushman so we're kind of caught up there takes down happy hogan now the cool thing about it is i still was skeptical that she was black widow from Ooh. the from the gate i okay. was i was and what sold me was actually when when he goes to punch her and she does that crazy flip takedown okay. uh, and throughout the movie she actually does do a lot of like kung fu poses yeah she's got a lot um, of uh like crouching um, and stuff she does a lot of crouching yeah uh, there's a scene at the party when iron man and war machine break through the, the ceiling mm-hmm. if you if you watch her reaction when she's standing with pepper hot she does the fighting pose Oh, and and then when Pepper looks at her, she stands up. This is it's why so... I do this podcast because I did not see that. Yeah, and that would be like this adorable little moment in the background. You're like, oh, yeah. that, that's so cool, you know, because she's trying to keep her 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 guys up. She's she's undercover. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so neat. It's so good. Um. So yeah. So then uh, Natalie Rushman, he looks her up, and then obviously just oogling her really is yeah. what he's doing. Uh, and then we get to go to France in Monaco, I mm-hmm. think it is. Monaco. Uh, yeah. And uh, and we get the beautiful scene with Christine Everhart. Christine Everhart, a.k.a. Annihilus, the villain, <laughs> the upcoming, the new Thanos. The new Christine thing. Everhart. Yeah. Trust me on that. She's a stroll the whole time. I am going to go on record. I love the whole Monaco sequence from beginning to yes. end. I do. Um, minus minus the whole whiplash thing. Like, why couldn't she just hire a... How did whiplash know he was going to be racing? How was he already there and had that jumpsuit on? That makes no sense. I think, I think personally, this is my... <laughs> this is my logic to that, to that very question. And that is, he knew he was in France. Mm-hmm. And, and what happened was, I'm sure he was hunting him down through the facility... And then when he, then, because they made a big deal of him getting out into the racetrack and they were filming him getting ready. And then he put on the suit and got out on the racetrack. And then, do you think there was like a moment where he goes, like Van Coat goes back to his hotel room and he's like, he can't find Stark. And he's like, I guess I watched some TV. And then he puts, he sees the race. He's Something. like, oh my God, I forgot about race. This is where Stark is. Yes, yeah. yeah, and then, uh, but I mean, I mean, the effects for Whiplash was cool, but that was yeah. just that's it, that's it. That's the only time we see him as Whiplash is minus his hair, which is stupid. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just unnecessary. Yeah, he he is a, a bland, blunt instrument. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I really liked Justin way more as a villain. Oh, and, Justin, and Justin Obadiah was Stain, a real. Villain. Obadiah Stane is like leagues above yeah. both of them. Um, but no, I loved the whole Monaco sequence because it was, to me, like, it's this beautiful set piece where it's like you get the Tony Stark world where he's interacting with his friends and he's driving them crazy. 
and he's having his back and forth with Justin. Yeah. And then you get the Iron Man world in the same scene where like something big happens, and for the first time in the film, he's got to like suit up and fight a bad guy. Yeah. And that to me was just like, yeah, like all of this, and it's this beautiful. Like Monaco is beautiful. The race there is beautiful. So to see that, like, you don't see that in Marvel movies. You don't see like set pieces like that that yeah. take place at that kind of mm-hmm. uh, venue. Um, so I just loved that whole thing from beginning to end. And I remember even like the first time I watched the movie, I was like, yay, the Monaco race scene is my favorite. Um, <laughs> but we, we do get my favorite quote of the whole movie. Oh, yeah, the, the Vanity Fair. Yes. Oh, my God. They they shame her so well. I mean, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't slut shame, but they shame her so well in that little scene. Uh, Christine Everhart gets introduced oh, yeah, yeah. and they're like oh she did a great spread on tony star and you see it robert downey sells the whole scene in terms of his facial reaction he's like yes and she did a great article as well yeah. but no <laughs> that's not even my favorite that's not even my favorite is like that's like a close second but like because she's she's um kind of hanging out with justin yeah. hammer and he clearly wants to like a get her to cover his his stuff to make him famous and B, you know, he probably wants to sleep with her cause he's just a hammer and he's kind of, you know, he's, well, he does mention he wants to get laid later yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Probably get laid. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's saying like, Oh, you know, I know your, your schedule's busy, but, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, I, I could use like an open slot, whatever. Right. And Tony's like, you hear that Christine? Justin needs a slot. And then he walks <laughs> away and Justin's just, his only response is to be like, Haha, he's a kidder. We yeah, kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah no it's so good it's so good i could watch a whole movie of just tony and justin um just riffing against one another Mm -hmm. and it was so entertaining and like the the manner in which they speak is lightning fast like you really get the sense that justin is kind of like tony's um darker half like he's also a genius who makes weapons but He's just in it for the money, and when when he's trying to sell his weapons, and he's like, "Okay, check but out he this baby." Even make good ones. No, he does. He makes horrible, horrible weapons. But he's so like, he's talking a million miles a minute, just like Tony. Yeah. Like, check this baby out. It'll bust the bunker underneath the bunker. <laughs> I love like, that scene. <laughs> Makes the Ulysses looks like it was written in crayon. I don't read it to you. <laughs> it's such a terrible. I mean, it's it's such a terrible sales pitch, but it's so good. <laughs> And he's like, and then at the end, he's like, and you could tell that Don Cheadle was laughing during that shot because he's covering his mouth when he, yeah. when he at the end. But it, it, I love he's like, he's like, this is my, you know, at the end, he's like, this is this, this is this, this is the creme de la creme. I call it the X Y. <laughs> oh my god, my brother and I, I will never forget. My brother and I rewatched that movie when it came out on home video when we used to call it home video. And we would cry ourselves laughing just watching that scene because it's just so ridiculous. Oh, so ridiculous. I, I cannot get enough of Justin Hammer. I can't. And I no. really hope we see him again because last we heard he was in jail cozying up to some very large inmates. I'm he's pretty sure he's... No, I'm pretty sure you he's You think dead. they killed him? You think he got shanked? Do you? Did you watch the whole shot of him? Did you, did you watch the Marvel one shot? The one shot, yeah, because there's like that big guy who's like... Like, no, they want him to do the or no they, he's hanging out with oh no sorry yeah no i thought you're sorry. thinking of mandarin i think yeah, mandarin who they killed yeah he's, he's Trevor got that, Slater. he's got that bunk mate and he's like i love you like i i think he's doing fine i think he's using his money to get connections in prison i want to see him get out and like 
start like ima- imagine a future Marvel movie where people see like Iron Man suits and yeah. like, whoa, those aren't Tonys, and it's like, no, they're mine. No, Ooh. no, watch this. You ready for this, yes. Kevin? Kevin Feige, I hope you're listening. This is our resume right here. Okay. He works his connections, mm-hmm. meets up with uh, with the Kingpin himself. And then builds his robot army for the Kingpin. Boom. I'm, there I, you go. I was sold at Kingpin. I was sold at... Vincent D'Onofrio shows up. Yep. Oh. And he's geez. got connections. He's, he's got, got connections. connections. And there then what if, like, General Ross has, like, some super soldier soldiers, right? They were all, mm-hmm. like, souped up. And he's like, put these guys in a suit. And it's like, yeah. Captain America Iron Man. <laughs> it's like double. It's a double uh. person. And then Justin's like, yeah, baby, let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> So, so I, I Kingpin just makes an omelet. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I'm not a monster, but I, I'm not a monster. You can only be one Kingpin. Uh, so, so again, the breakout jail breakout scene's great. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun little way to do it, and then the the <laughs> Justin Hammer with the 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 dessert, eating his dessert first, mm-hmm. and eating Ivan Vanko, which is great. Uh, we get a great shot of Captain America or Captain America. We get a great shot of Tony Stark and in his hot rod that he was working on in the first one. Yes. And he asks Jarvis for information. Now I'm not I can't remember if this is when he says it, but he asks for information on Ivan Vanko and he says Project Project Pegasus, Exodus, and Goliath. Ooh, okay. I know Goliath. You know Goliath because in Ant Man, uh, the second one, yeah. uh, we uh, Hank Pym runs into Bill Foster and Who says, "I used to work on a project with him called Goliath, yeah. which is the precursor to Giant Man." Mm-hmm. He's uh, the guy who dies in Civil War when the Thor clone busts him open with some lightning. Mm-hmm. He kills Goliath. Yep, yeah, that's right. He kills Goliath, uh, and then uh, Pegasus was in Captain Marvel, the project Ooh, yeah! for the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, Exodus, that's the third one, or, well, kind of the middle one mm-hmm. that, that no one really knows. In the comics, the the mission for the Fantastic Four to go into space and have them become the Fantastic Four was called Project Exodus. Drum snare. There you go. Ah! Confirmed. Fantastic that's the Four moment right confirmed. there. That's Iron the Man 2 confirmed their existence. You're proud of me, love? You're proud of me? She is Next proud. Connecting the dots. Look at you go. Yeah, I'm good. I, I have a note here that I couldn't make sense of. And mm-hmm. I was reading in the car and I'm like, what the hell did I mean by this? I only wrote it like two weeks ago. So maybe you can make sense of it. If not, I don't blame you. Okay. I wrote down, color of Tony's race car, semicolon, I had a stark moment of my own. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I don't know what I meant. What did you write? Is, his race car is blue, by the way. It's blue and white. It's blue and white. I, and then what was the other part? Semicolon, I had a stark moment of my own. Something about his race car gave me a stark moment. <laughs> oh, man. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, the worst thing is I feel like it was probably something cool and now I'm just like You just don't know, remember just what, don't it know is. what it is. I'm sure it'll come back to you. Oh man. Um that's get there. You'll find yourself. Yeah, you'll yeah. find yourself. Uh but yeah, so that was a great little interesting little nod there. Um and this movie, there's a lot of little Easter eggs going on there. Um very tiny though. I mean, mm. first of all, you had the cap shields yes. nod in there as well. Um but we'll get we'll get there. Uh anyway. Um, but yeah, so you see, there there was a couple of blitz fire blitz fire of information when Jarvis is looking up all that information. Uh, 
And he talks about Anton Vanko and he explains the backstory. Russian spy defecting and going back and forth. So I'm curious because Black Widow's story takes place a lot with the Russians. So I'm wondering if Stark is going to have a tie-in mm. with, with all this stuff. Now, the Red Guardian is, is the big character that was introduced, which... Oh my God! I was bugging everybody. I really wanted David Harbor to play the thing. I know. Oh my God! That's so heartbreaking that he's not. He fits the character description to a T. His performance from Stranger Things is like the closest thing you're ever gonna get to Benjamin Grimm, unless they find someone better. Um, and they give him a character <laughs> like the Red Guardian. Yeah. What were you thinking? Unless it's all a lie, and he it could actually be. is the thing. And and you know what? They still haven't. I have my theories, and we'll get to it. I know this is off topic, but I still have my theories of who the Taskmaster is because they still have not said who's playing the Taskmaster. Oh. And I think it's the young lady that Natasha trains. I think that she's Ooh, the, the blonde black widow. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get there when I we I don't get know. There. Taskmaster's a pretty big villain. And if they don't land that villain, nah. there's going to be a lot of... to as, as much as people love Deadpool, there are fans that love Taskmaster just as much. Yes. So, I have a comic where he fights Deadpool. Really? Taskmaster fights Deadpool. Yeah, I have a comic like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Black Widow, I found an interesting piece of trivia... Let's see. Let's let's test Ryan's knowledge. I'm I am three. I'm two for three right now. You're two. I don't know which one you didn't get. The Disney. What year? Disney. Oh right. Okay. Who was their first choice to play Black Widow? Oh, she's I, famous. I know this too. Oh my God, I know this. It was um, uh God. It was wasn't it uh, Emily Blunt? Yes. Yes. It was Emily Blunt. Yeah. Marvel knowledge for the win. She was gonna be like. All quiet placing up in here and not yeah. saying things, and then they she'd be fighting and she'd be like, "I'm Mary Poppins." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I I pray to the gods that um, um, what's his name, uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt play Mr. Fantastic and mm. uh, read. Uh, Sue Storm. Sue Storm. Yeah. I, I, I pray for those days. I didn't get David Harbour, but at least you can give me that. Yeah. Come on now. I didn't get <laughs> David Harbour. I really wanted it. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so um, we get the party scene in mm. the movie. We're at the party scene now. Party scene is pretty freaking good. Uh, DJ AM is there. Um, it's a dark scene, too. It it's a dark too. scene. Uh, and, and you see Tony's just at wit's end with everything, and... You know, and I, I love how uh, Black Widow's there, and he's like, he just can't get a read on her. But in the comics, actually, Black Widow would flirt a lot to get what she wants. Like, it's just how mm. she would roll. It's, it's kind of like how when we first see her in Avengers 1, mm. like, that's how, like, she she was smart. Like, she knows. She's like, yeah, I'm really skilled and smart and capable, but I'm also really good looking, so I'm going to use that as a weapon. Yeah. yeah. And, and she, no, but that's the thing. Like, she, she finds a way... To make you feel relaxed or disarmed, she finds a way to disarm you, yeah. and then she she's like James Bond. Yeah, she's a James. That, that's why I'm really looking forward to this movie because it's gonna be like a James Bond movie, and it'll come out a month after the actual James Bond movie, so it's like a double dose Ooh. of spies, um, pure spy action, pure spy. Now the the whole demon in a bottle storyline, I'm really glad they adapted it because I think it's perfect for this man, for Tony. Um, I'm a big fan of. Those like VH1 behind the music things where it's like, here's what, you know, Van Halen's life was like behind the scenes. Here's, here's his story. Like all those things. And it's always 
it always comes down to substance abuse. And you always have that moment in every rock star ever where it's like they got to a point where they were just too big for their own good. They were just drinking and smoking and whoring themselves into an early grave. And oh, people had to come and remind themselves, hey, you changed, man. You used to be about the music. And that had to happen to Tony Stark because he's kind of a rock star. Yeah. He's a rock yeah. star in the Marvel world. You know, he had to have this point where even though, you know, he's got his disease, which is what's driving him to be so self-destructive, he had to get to this point where Pepper and Rhodey had to be like, you've changed, man. You used to be about the music. What the F? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and you had that at the beginning of Stark Expo. He has that, mm. that incredible rock star intro and people are like, yeah, blow something up. You know? Yeah. Um, and I, well, I love it too when he's like shooting the, the, the champagne and the, yeah. the watermelons and stuff. Um, and then uh, Rhodes goes and fights him, which is a great build up scene. It's, it's wonderfully done. Uh, they take each other out. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun there. Uh, and then you have Rhodes dropping the armor off at uh, the military base. And then we get the Justin Hammer scene we're talking about. Um, and then this is actually, I this I do like the scene a lot, which is the scene where Nick Fury describes what, what it was like being with his dad. Right. And then um, Tony Stark just did, like doesn't believe him when he's like, oh yeah, he wanted you to be the best and all that stuff. That scene where he's at his lowest low, he goes through the book. I tried to go, I tried to like, try to really pay attention to the notebook i don't see anything really substantial there it looks like he was talking about the cube because there is like a square um in the sh in the book as he flips through the pages there's oh, a 3d okay. there's a 3d cube um but nothing nothing big there um but i love the actor who plays howard stark the madman yes. the madman yeah, john slattery he is yeah. fantastic um and he he's played howard stark a bunch of times but he was not if I remember right, he was not the guy in Endgame because in Endgame they used the guy from Agent Carter. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the end, no, no, no. In Endgame, it was John Slater. It was. It, it was. Oh, that's right. They used the Butler from Agent Carter. Yes, they, they used, used the Butler, butler from the right. Agent Carter. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, which was the first time we saw one of the TV show actors make it into the feature. Yes. Film. Uh, so that's that was pretty incredible. Yeah. So I love that actor. It was a great shot. Um, yeah, so he he gets the the laser and everything. Um, there's a mention of an X Men Easter egg in this movie. I couldn't find it. I really? I tried. I I think there is. I think the rumor was he mentions all the different metals. He mentions adamantium, but I don't. I when I heard it when I heard that clip again, I I didn't hear him say anything roughly close to X Men in this as well. So. Um, yeah, it, it was a. But I like I like the scene, regardless of the fact that he discovers a new element is is irrelevant. I just like that he is re, re, redefining himself. Mm -hmm. um, we get Coulson back. Coulson says he has to go to New Mexico. Agent Coulson, um, we know what he's doing in New Mexico. Well, and that's the funny thing, right? Because again, this is two ways you can look at it. New Mexico, New Mexico. They say it's the land of enchantment, mm -hmm. um, but they don't. They show you later on the license plate says land of enchantment, which yeah. you know. Is going to be referenced to Thor. Um, so, yeah, so we get Coulson. Nice nice little scene with Coulson there and Nick Fury. The donut scene is great. Oh, I love um, the look of that donut restaurant. It's so colorful. Mm -hmm. The colors really popped in this movie. Yeah, the colors really popped. And, uh, and then Nick Fury introduces Black Widow. Great scene there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the movie... Yeah, at this point, we have some ups and downs at the movie. Uh, some little, you know, nice moments there. I love Justin Hammer talking to Vanko. 
And he's like, uh, he's like, hey, we got Senator Stern here. Come, want to see a weapons demonstration? He talks about the no drone, or they're gonna be drones. A uh, big salute. Uh, a big salute. You make salute. What does that even mean? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that scene's great. Now, okay, so Oracle. So the building Oracle. Um, in the comics, apparently Namor works for Oracle. Oh. So that's kind okay. of a... That was, uh, that's a rumor, and, and, it, and I, I don't know. For me as a comic book fan, it's definitely... There's a lot of Namor talk with, with this movie. A lot. Oh. Because the Oracle... Um, there's a lot of talk with him being affiliated with Oracle, the company Oracle. Um, so there's a lot of talking anymore there. Uh, great scene, and then the introduction of War Machine in mm-hmm. full War Machine and the silver and black fashion armor. Wow. Oh my god! That was we talked before. I think in Iron Man one, we talked about how the MCU is so good at giving you Marvel moments, like shots or moments that are just like yeah for the fans to just go crazy over. Mm-hmm. That was definitely one, and yeah. and it was even shot and the camera movement was. A precursor to what we get in Avengers, where we finally see them all standing together. Yep. It was that just with Iron Man and, and War Machine standing back to back, and you get their the two those two armors just look so good standing next to one another. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's they, and it was just a great addition there. Um, and so yeah, I mean, and it's a fun fight scene. And what I like about it though is those are the type of villains that Iron Man faces, just like weird off versions of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to see him take out robots and have a little fun there. There's now here's a big scene that was mentioned much later on when Spider-Man came out that Tom Holland said in his audition that he feels that he was the kid in Iron Man 2 with the the Iron Man helmet and holds up the Ooh, thing and then Iron Man yeah. saves and shoots him. There's a lot of speculations from the fans, though. It's a bit of a reach. Um, but I, I like the idea because it does make it more inclusive in terms of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, does his age line up with the events? I don't care. I think that's just looking too much into it. But I think that's kind of a fun way. But there's no yeah. way of knowing for sure if that was really... That's something planned. that, they, you know, Feige could always retroactively mm-hmm. just be like, yeah, that was him. Like, they, they did no, something... No, he did, he did come out and say, like, yeah, it was him. Oh, and, cool. and okay. But everyone's like, come on. Like, really? But no, that... He, first... Feige has the power to do that. He can, you know, he do whatever. It, he wants. it doesn't ruin anything. Feige, you're doing great. You're you doing just fine. keep doing what you're doing, buddy. They did the same thing in uh, a couple of years back. They did the same thing with Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, in Return of the Jedi, there's um, a guy you see on Endor, just one of the the rebel troopers, and he's got this big bushy white beard. And somebody noticed. They're like, he looks a lot because he was bald, but with his beard. They said he looks a lot like when the clone troopers get old, and you see them in the Rebels cartoon. That's what a lot of them looked like. This big stocky guy, all bald, but with his big white beard. And one of the main clone troopers from the Clone Wars cartoon, Captain Rex, uh, he was like a survivor. He became like a fan favorite character. He survived the Clone Wars. He took out his chip before Order 66, so he didn't kill any Jedi. He didn't turn evil. And he became like a just a guy who just hangs out in the galaxy somewhere. And he survived for all those years. And so they retroactively said, yeah, that guy's Rex. Like why? Oh, why not? Why not? Okay. That Rex made it to, to yeah. the Battle of Endor. Why not? Why not? And I was like, that's that's cool. It doesn't ruin anything. Mm-hmm. That guy probably didn't have a following before. Nobody's like, no, but that's supposed to be Jackman Rapidi. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't you dare take Jackman Rapidi away from me. Like, there no, you go. That, that was why not? So that makes sense for Feige to do something. like I love this. his name. I love that his name is Jackson Rapini. That's a, that's great. Yeah, news. you're welcome. You're welcome, Star Wars. This <laughs> is why you should hire me. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, or Marvel, whichever, whichever, whichever comes first. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, okay. So we're in the heat of the battle. Uh, I, and I love the widow fight sequence. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And we're also introduced for the first time, her widow stinger or widow stings, uh, right. stingers. I, I made a note here when she changes in the car, uh, she not only changes clothes, but she somehow curls her hair. Oh. <laughs> when she gets out of the car to fight, her hair is much more curly and. Hey bouncy. man, if you if you tie your hair up in a in a ponytail mm-hmm. or a certain way, yes, your hair is going to come out and curls. Absolutely, and let's let's be real. Tony Stark has a lot of money. I'm sure, like at one point, he, he was like he, he had a curling iron installed in the in the in the car just in case. Like yeah. Pepper you have travel curling iron. See, you there you have go. A cordless curling iron. Cordless you. curling irons. <laughs> So, so they probably put in the car, you know, Pepper might have been like, I want to, you know, every once in a while make my hair look curly. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy is, has short hair, so he, he doesn't carry it away. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever, put it in, put it in there. I'm happy Hogan. And then, uh, they, uh, Scarlet saw it, uh, Black Widow saw it and she's like, yeah, I'm going to use this because, uh, everybody knows Natasha Rushman has straight hair. But I don't wear a mask, so when I get out of this car, I better make sure they don't know who I am. So she curled her hair, and all those guys she fought was like, that's clearly not Natasha Rushman. It's somebody else. Yeah. And they, they went after her. I will. Theory. Right? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I will say, I will say that uh, Whedon's version of uh, of Black Widow, she has more curly hair. Yes. Uh, but I do love the Russo's version. Her best look is in Winter Soldier because she does have the super straight red hair. Oh, that's and, right. She and does, she wears yeah. her Black Widow onesie outfit. It's great. I'm not a huge fan of blonde Black Widow when we when she's blonde in Infinity War. That's not mm, my favorite because yeah. it just it looks fine. Like she, did, I'm not saying she looks unattractive. Scarlett Johansson always looks beautiful, but mm. it just doesn't look like Black Widow. She just looks like a random lady. But I think that was the idea. Yeah, because she's, she's on hiding, the run, she's right? Hiding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of the way people look, though. The way Iron Man looks in this movie, I'm, I'm going to say, is not my favorite. No. Um, the arc reactor thing on his suit as a triangle doesn't look that great. And when he gets... Um, granted, this could just be because it was like a spare suit. But when he's fighting in Monaco on the racetrack, he's got red and silver instead. Yeah. And that does not work for me. No. I'm like, this is boring. This is a boring mm-hmm. looking suit. It's ugly. Um, the guys from Queer Eye would probably say the same thing. they probably agree with me. They'd probably be like, nope. Go back to the gold, honey. So I I don't know why I don't know why the suit looks like that unless mm-hmm. that's just like a comic suit and they wanted to throw it in to be like look references yeah yeah no I, I hear you I hear you but uh, yeah the armors weren't too great in this one mm-hmm. uh, except for War Machine steals the show his yes. armor looks really great yes he does and uh, going back to the Justin Hammer scene where he shows the minigun um and that's just uh when he sells the weapons that he must have had so much fun shooting that scene oh my god uh he's like yeah the belgians don't just make waffles you know <laughs> he's just like selling all these things and he's like size does matter don't let anyone tell you otherwise and then talks about all that it's a great scene um yeah so vanko comes in with his crimson dynamo armor finally but it's it's gray it's bland yeah the armor actually again watch the cartoon i've mentioned it thousands of times now um, in the cartoon or in the comics, his suit is actually red. It's it's mm-hmm. it's all a very kind of blood reddish color, and it actually at the very top, instead of like an Iron Man helmet, it's a glass dome, and you see just kind of like a mask with like triangular oh, really? visor as an eyes. I don't remember. I have my only um, sort of exposure to Crimson Dynamo was I have a trading card, mm-hmm. and. I think it's from the cartoon, from the Marvel cartoon. And in the trading card, his helmet, I don't remember the dome, but it kind of looks like, you know the character Darkhawk? It kind of looks like that, but red. Oh, like it's yeah. It's kind yeah. of got that 
that uh, that peak to it, almost mm-hmm. like a beak. Okay, that's cool. So you, he's showing me a picture of how he looked. Yeah. See, and now now that looks really cool. But what we got in the movie, he just kind of looks like a, a welfare version of Iron Monger. Yeah, yeah. With the with the Iron Man helmet, yeah. almost, yeah. It's it's a very bizarre design, and it was it was just a weird approach to it. And I didn't like how they they like the battle was just very anticlimactic because they ended up using the same thing they did at the party, which is mm-hmm. just blowing them up. Which again is a Marvel move, is learning from past mistakes and then using it. A, a classic move there. But at the same time, it just didn't feel like a battle. It just felt like um, the battle with the, the the drones was fun. Like you got to see yes. War Machine do the. Do the classic like shotgun thing through the armor, and, and he's being controlled at first. So yeah. it's like they kind of have to aim him and be like, "Okay, turn this way now." And yeah, yeah, that was a cool battle. It's a it's a great scene, but um, but yeah, so yeah, so fast forwarding through that, and then um, you know, they get the rekindling of Pepper and everything, which is fun. Pepper again, Pepper is a great character in this movie. She has great exposure, yeah, a lot of great moments. Um, and uh, and then we get. My favorite scene, and this is the talk of many nerd debates, mm. which is the S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, remote office. Okay. Uh, and then they bring in the folder and uh, the uh, Romanoff's uh, thing. And it, then you see Project Avengers in the folder. So Stark picks up the first folder and it says uh, Avengers Initiative. And then Romanoff, and then he gives Romanoff's uh, assessment of Iron Man. And But what you see in the shot is the shot comes in, pans in looks right at the map. I love how you followed my hands on that. I it's did, really yeah. I'm, I'm watching you. Yeah, if it zooms in on the map and where he's got targeted locations. So if you pay close attention to the map, there's one in uh, close to Africa. So it's clearly Wakanda. Mm-hmm. A lot of debate for Black Panther there. There's one way out in the middle of the ocean. Uh, the Atlantic Ocean, which is... Atlantis. So we got the which Namor. we're getting Ariel. Yo, she's totally an Avenger. The human world eats a mess. Life <laughs> under the sea is better than anything they got up there. Anyway, um, they have uh, they have a shot in Greenland. Oh, which is where you would find the uh, frozen body of Captain America. Wow! So Shield's even keeping tabs on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, so there you go. So that was a kind of nice little cameo moments and a nice little nods there. There, uh, yeah. There's some sort of nod to X Men, but I, I just couldn't find it. I, I could not find it. I've tried. Was it the scene where he's talking to Nick Fury in like the ruined house, and Nick Fury's like, "I was just talking to the X Men at Xavier's <laughs> Institute for gifted yeah. youngsters." But I, speaking of which, speaking of which, there is a shot in that map where you see the the, the news clip about the Hulk. Oh, cool! Yeah, okay. So there's that there as well, with the uh, yeah the uh, Asian news reporter. He's uh, good. He's good. He picks these. Apparently. He finds these cherries hanging from the branches and he plucks them. <laughs> guys, if guys. Paid, if only he paid such close attention when we had conversations. Oh! That was Shh. you want you want some aloe for that burn? Oh God. Um, so you got blueprints here of uh, of Iron Man stuff. Now is this folder Iron Man one or Iron Man two? Uh, oh, I see the expo, so it's Iron Man. Yeah, there's Iron Man one and two in here. There's the there's the tickets for Is the that expo. A real napkin, like there's an actual a... napkin. There? Yeah, oh my gosh, it's a real napkin. We no longer make weapons. Sincerely, Tony Stark. Pepper, please post exactly as this. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, no longer. You know, I think this was when he went to Burger King. 
they, yeah, uh, that makes they sense. That. The World Expo, uh, and then they have wow. the, the World Stark Expo of '64. Uh, Can I ask how much this set was? Because this looks like it's worth it for all this these goodies. Oh, lots of goodies here. Okay, Stark Expo main entrance, Unisphere, Stark Aviation Museum, uh, aircraft design division. Uh, Roxxon, they have Roxxon in this pamphlet. Mm. Do you know what Roxxon is? They uh, they are an oil company, aren't they? They are an oil company, yeah. much mentioned in Daredevil quite a bit. Uh, the Roxxon Corporation. Uh, they are actually known to be affiliated with the Serpent Society. Oh, I knew it. I knew mm. they were up to no good. Yeah, and they have the Maria Stark Foundation here, Stark Cybernetics, uh, and then they have the Tent of Tomorrow. They have a food court because you know all good places have a food court. Uh, the Marvin Mar Modern Marvels Pavilion, mm. uh, Stark Aerospace Group, and they have gra Gravitic Reversion Technology, which is what was mentioned in the Captain America movie. Right, and I see a business card for AIM, yes, which I don't think we see too much of in the MCU. Do uh, we do in Iron Man 3. Oh, okay, well, we will wait till Iron Man 3 <laughs> to get to AIM. Then. So, there you go. Uh, so that is. That is uh, Iron Man. Um, that is Iron Man Two in a nutshell. Unless, is there anything else we missed in um, our uh, Infinity rewatch? Well, n knowing Christine Everhart is in it uh, just makes it all the more clear that she is up to no good, and she has plans for Nihilus. universe domination. Um, yeah. I saw a, a meme that I think you would enjoy, and this meme came out back earlier this summer when the the word on the street was that Spider Man was done. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was a heartbreaking time. It was. And, and the meme was four images. I wish I could remember what all of them were. But they were four images that said all the times that the Marvel Cinematic Universe lied to us. And the last image was just the text saying Spider-Man will return. Uh, but w the first one was Terrence Howard looking at the armor and saying, next time, baby. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That is that is rich. That is rich. Um, yeah. No, that's that's true. It's true. Uh, the world stopped though when that when that Spider-Man contract fell it for did. a minute there. But uh, we're we're good. We're back. Um, Two more movies at least. Yep. So speaking of movies, so we're on to for the next few episodes, guys. We're on to Thor, mm -hmm. and then one of my personal favorites which is captain america the first avenger capitan yeah capitan that's right and then that stupid avengers movie oh, Ugh, we have to sit through worst. that oh my god what a piece of garbage i know uh i will actually have quite some stuff to rant about with thor because there's a lot of missed opportunities mm. um so i'm very excited to rant about that uh okay so how many infinity stones are you given iron man 2 uh See again, some people give it harsh. So this is this is an MCU very MCU film and Iron Man film. Mm -hmm. So I will say, uh, I'm gonna give it a healthy. I'm just gonna give it a healthy four gems, four gems four as well. I am close. I give it four point five Infinity Stones. Ooh. I think that it's a beautiful looking movie visually, like. Mm -hmm. Marvel is Marvel movies are very colorful, candy colored movies. They are yeah. the most beautiful, colorful movies you've ever seen. Um, Iron Man One has a bit of that, but it's still kind of gritty. Hulk is a very dark film. This is the first time you see like, oh my god, this is gorgeous. This yeah. is a bright, sunshiny, rainbow hued universe, like to dive into. Yeah. So it looks great. I think that. Yeah, there's a weak villain, but the secondary villain 
kills it. From hammer Justin kills hammer. it. Yeah. He hammered it home. Ooh. Actually, okay. So, I, yeah. So, I will say, though, they had the potential to make Crimson Dynamo an amazing villain. Yes. But they just butchered him with this whole combination of whiplash. Like, uh, whoever made that decision, got to work on that. Got to work on that. That was a... Do you think... I don't know... I don't know how long Vladimir Putin has been in office. But do you think this was before he came to power... And America was, like, on decent terms with Russia. And they were like, we don't want to make Crimson Dynamo and have all this, like, Red Scare kind of thematic stuff. So we're just going to make him a guy who's Russian, but he's just got a boring suit. Uh, it's possible. Do you, that, do you think that was, like, their line I mean, of... logically, that's sound. Man. Yeah. That's some sound logic. I don't know. I also remembered, because we talked about this in the first Iron Man movie. Putin's been in power since 2012. So this was 2010. 10. So yeah, this is this missed the Putin train. Yeah. So if this came out two years later, we could have had like a really red Crimson Dynamo. And oh. be like I am a Russian. Uh, well, we got Red Guardian coming up, so Guardian, that should yeah. be that should be interesting. I do remember though, we did talk about in the first Iron Man podcast about the Ten Rings. Yes. There was a scene where Vanko gets a passport from a very sketchy character. Ooh. Now I will say this: the dude had a ring. But there was no focus on it, and nor did he like hold it in his hand and like play with it or anything. So I'm gonna say that no, that guy probably wasn't affiliated with the yeah. Ten Rings in any way, shape, or form. I doubt he had nine more at home. Yeah, yeah. I doubt. It's yeah. probably his only ring. It's not the Mandarin. That's now. why he's selling fake passports. He's, he got he needs money to buy more jewelry. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to point that out because I remember we talked about that. Um, yes. But yeah, I think the movie. You're right. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You were saying 4.5 gems, but yes, the oh, villain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the you loved Hammer. Good. I loved Hammer, and I loved for the most part, um, like the, the the action sequences and the the story was the next logical step. I think the story is its strongest point. It was you know weak villain aside, um, crummy Iron Man suit during the first appearance of Iron Man aside. Yeah, um, it was a story you needed to take him here because he was at the top of the world mm-hmm. at the end of Iron Man one, and when you're at the top of the world, there's only one place to go and that's down baby yeah so you have to kick him you have to put him in his darkest moment it's the the three act structure right act one you introduce him act two you put him in the worst possible scenario act three you get them out of the worst possible scenario mm-hmm. this was act two yep plain and simple mm-hmm. there you go well yeah so uh we've gotten through it and now we just have to get through a couple of thor movies but then we're in the a couple of thor movies and an iron man three but then we're in the great era of marvel cinematic yes, film journey we are. Pretty exciting stuff. So that is it for this podcast uh, of Infinity Rewatch. Now, quickly, I wanted to make sure I... Because we're recording in the Marvel Memorial Cemetery, everybody yeah. who dies. And I think oh, Vanko yes. died, right? Vanko, Vanko got blown is, up real good. Is, yeah. So if he's No, no. He he survives the blast, but he sets self-destruct. So, yeah. He's, he's, he's dead. Okay. Yeah. So, whoops. Why is this not cooperative? So Ivan Vanko... The Crimson Dynamo is joining because beforehand we only had Iron Monger, yeah, uh, Obadiah Stane in that cemetery, yeah. And I picture like it's a very lonely grave. Um, Hulk, there was no deaths. There was no deaths. Um, I picture Obadiah Stane has like one of those statues of himself atop his grave, and just like true to his character in Iron Man One, the statue is holding out an arm, so you can actually go and take pictures, and it looks like Obadiah <laughs> Stane has his arm around you, and he's threatening you with a smile on his face. No, man, no, no. The best yeah. one would be the shot they introduced him in the first Iron Man film, where he's looking at the world, and he's like, <laughs> his 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 gravestone says, 
I'm not Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, a bunch of scraps. Yeah, a bunch of scraps. <laughs> oh, it's such a great villain. Um, yeah, but so far we've only got two deaths. Two deaths, uh, not too shabby. Mm-hmm. Uh, not it'll too grow. Shabby. It'll, it'll grow. It will. I don't think my phone is big enough for Infinity War. <laughs> well, actually, I can... yeah, no. Uh, no, I was gonna say, well, actually, maybe Thor, but Thor, no, I don't think. Yeah. Well, no, there's death of the destroyer, but that's. Spoilers. Yeah, that's like a machine. It doesn't count. We don't yeah, care about yeah. machines. You're, just, you're Skynet. We don't care about you. <laughs> please don't think you're greater than us. Yeah, exactly. Please don't. Yeah. Don't let it happen. All right. Yeah, that's Iron Man 2. Thank you, sir. And thank you all for joining us here. Um, and remember, if you like hearing Ryan talk about comics and stuff, you can hear him and his brother, who's like the older Yoda version of him, talk about <laughs> on the Brother Scrim podcast. Where can they find that? Uh, you just look it up on Apple. Uh, you can watch it on or listen to it on Spotify as well. Uh, just look up Brother Scrim. All right. So, so uh, that. that's Scrim. That's S C R I M M. That's right. Yeah, and uh, your your biggest Patreon subscriber there. Is Natasha Romanov, Natalie Rushman, <laughs> Natalie Rushman, Natalie Rushman. Yeah, all your yeah. all your Patreons are named Natalie <laughs> Rushman, but we know yeah. we know what you, we see what you're doing. But don't forget, you're also on uh, Rebel Scum right now, so make sure you like, follow, subscribe, leave a comment. We'd love to hear you guys' comments. We will definitely discuss them if yes. we see any good ones. And if we see any gonna... bad ones, we'll definitely laugh at them and point them out. No, we yeah. won't do that. We're not mean. No, we're not like Ivan Vanko. We're not jerks. We love everybody. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, guys. All of you. See you next time. Have a marvelous day.